0: Have you ever wondered what the heck is next for me? I hear a lot of women say they don't have what it takes to start something new or they are too old, but many women overcome all kinds of obstacles and then go on to something even better. Over the years, I've worked a lot of traditional jobs as well as direct sales businesses, but never realized the success I was hoping for until I released my emotional baggage. Once I had cracked the code of my emotions, I knew I could help other women do the same. Join us here as we chat with female experts, as they share their inspirational stories and challenges in business and life, because it is never too late. I'm your host, Cora Naylor, and this is the Crack the Code podcast. good at looking after yourself or do you know that definition of care? Today we're going to be talking a little bit about that. So welcome back to the Crack the Code podcast. I'm super excited to be here today with Wendy Bergen. She's a regular mom with a husband, a bunch of kids who she homeschools, some dogs, the founder of Joyfully Prepared and the host of the Joyfully Prepared podcast. She's dedicated to teaching busy moms skills like gardening, food preservation, natural remedies, and more, so they can take care of themselves and their families through developing talents with confidence while saving money. So
1: welcome, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you too. But I first of all want to know, and probably the listeners want to know, how many kids do you have? We have seven children. Wow, that that's a houseful that's and a, houseful. a handful <laughs> <laughs> and homeschooling you know, good on you for doing that. That's amazing. Awesome. And so tell me a little bit about how you got into this whole um, preparedness stuff, because I think a lot of people, especially since COVID even, are really looking more at being more self-contained and being able to look after themselves. And you were kind of ahead of the curve, I think. So what got you started down that road?
1: Well, thank you for asking. My grandparents got me started back before I was ever even a twinkle in their eye. (laughs) (laughs) I um, have my grandma and grandpa Snow uh, lived in Charlottesville, Virginia. That's where I grew up. And they got married. And soon after, their church leaders told them that they needed to put up, it was 1938, they told them they needed to put up two-year supply of food and supplies, things to keep them going, whether in business or in life. And so they decided to take that counsel. And my grandpa, he w- was a landscaper. Back then they called him a nurseryman, you know, something like that. And he decided, okay, I'm going to do this. So he put up um, two year supply of chains and tires, anything, equipment that he needed to stay in business. Mm. And then At home, he and my grandma and my great-grandmother, his mother, they grew big gardens back then, and they started canning food and put it, and he says in his journal that they put up 1800 jars of food. Um, I know it's like way more than I've ever done. (laughs) Where did you put all that? (laughs) I know, well that too, and I don't know over how long that was, you know what I mean? But I think about Holy cow! Like they didn't even have air conditioning. Yeah. I <laughs> you know? Oh, I have to have air conditioning when I can. So as everything kind of progressed, and I'm sure this happened over a few years, but in 1941, as we know in the United States, we were bombed in by Japan in uh, Hawaii, and the United States entered World War II. And at that point, all of our resources and time, our men went overseas, the food, everything went to support the war. Which means that the, the regular folk, the civilians, we, well, I wasn't alive, but they had to, um, they were given ration stamps. And so they could go and use these ration stamps. And I don't know if it was every day or every week, but they could go stand in line and get their little bit of cheese and bread and milk and things like that. And that's how much of the United States population survived. Well, grandpa records in his journal that because of the food and the effort that they put in before this happened, that they never had to use one of their ration stamps and grandpa stayed in business, whereas his competitors did not. And so that's where, that's where my story starts. And my mother's side of the family are just as prepared and self-reliant in a different way, but. I really get it from my grandparents who passed it to my parents who chose to continue with that way of life. And and now I teach preparedness skills and I absolutely am really kind of obsessed with it.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, it's amazing because especially in this day and age, people are not generally prepared for anything. Um, it's a really as you go kind of mentality and... You know, most of us are lucky if we're prepared for a week's worth of groceries, never mind a year's or two years worth of groceries. So that's a really great thing to be aware of. And we we don't like to wait for things anymore. No, no, you're right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We want it right now.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. We were going to talk about some care principles that you have. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Okay. So my kind of foundation of self-reliance, yeah, it's having the skills and the know-how, but ultimately there are three principles of self-reliance. The first principle is self-care. The second principle is caring for your loved ones, your immediate family and those you love. And then the third principle is going out and serving and caring for your community. That's the foundation those are the foundational principles that everything about self um, self-reliance really builds on. Yeah. And what's your some ideas for self-care? <clears throat> what kind of things do you count as self-care? So you know, I'm still in this journey of self-care my, myself mm-hmm. um, because we are especially as women, I, I don't think we're very good at and as mothers, we put everybody before ourselves. Because we think it's less selfish to do that. And self care is not selfishness. And self care can be a massage. I have one booked for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It can be a pedicure, a manicure, a spa day. It can be those things. But what I'm learning as I'm developing my personal self reliance is that self care really is doing things that bring you joy. And my, my, you know, my business is called joyfully prepared. And, and a lot of women really want to learn preparedness, self-reliance skills, they want to learn how to bake bread, they want to learn how to can I want to learn how to grow a garden, all these different things and like i said i do teach the natural remedies too and a lot of people are becoming disenchanted with you know the pharmaceutical industry and they want to go back kind of to nature and so they're so anxious and so wanting to learn these things and as we do that as we start to create that really is what self care is is the a creation and so when you, when you've learned something that you want to learn, if you want to learn how to paint or you want to learn how to fish, it doesn't have to be necessarily a revolving around self-reliance. It's the act of a loving yourself enough to give yourself the opportunity to learn something that you want to learn.
0: Yeah. And I think with the self-care too, I know for myself is like, if I don't do something for myself at the end of the day, I kind of feel ripped off. Like, you know, if, Mm -hmm. and even if you just start your day with something that you like to do for yourself, whether it's read a book or whatever you want to do, take a few minutes to get, get your head together for the day. It just makes the day go better. And you just feel better because you filled yourself up a little bit first.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's really smart. I hadn't really considered that as self-care, but it really is. I, in fact, it was funny because yesterday I was reading a book, and it was just a little, I love historical romances, very clean. Yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. a clean girl. Yeah. And I so I had kind of put myself in my bedroom because I have a lot of activity on the outside of my bedroom. And so I was in there just <laughs> reading my story, just laying down, reading my story. And then the people started coming in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they want to
1: start talking about this and I need that. Blah, blah, blah. And all the people that I married and I made, um, they came in and I thought, I'm just I'm just in my room. Yeah. <laughs> this is my sanctuary, you know? Yeah. And so I kind of had to scoosh them out because I need that moment. I don't read a I don't read a book every day like that. Yeah, I do other things to care for myself, but mm-hmm. in that moment, I just wanted to be alone with quiet just enjoying somebody else's work of art, quite frankly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to put a sign on the door. I you know, think mom's so. quiet time, you know, <laughs> do not disturb. I might have to. <laughs> so the second thing you had on your list
1: was uh, care for loved ones. Tell us yeah. about that. So the concept is that as you've cared for yourself and we've heard the cliche, um idea of, you know, you have to fill your bucket before you can give to other people. And Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. And so by being able to take care of yourself, whether you need silence, quiet, whatever, or you need to read a book, or you need to go on a walk, however you're caring for your body and spirit, that fills you up. And then you have the capacity to care for those who you love the very most. And they see you caring for yourself. And this is where I'm working on my personal journey. And hopefully, as my especially my daughters grow up and get married and have children, hopefully I've changed enough in my um, motherhood that they'll have a step higher, you know, a step up from what I what I've done. And so I can now serve them. I have the capacity, the wherewithal, the energy um, and fortitude, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. because with a whole bunch of kids, uh, you yeah. know, I don't know about your boys, but uh, they always seem to show up right about 10 o'clock at night with mm. the you know most pressing thing on their <laughs> mind. And I'm like, oh, I gotta go to yeah. bed. <laughs> but the fact that they want to come talk to me is more important to me than you know, mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't happen every night. Yeah. And so if I'm, if I've eaten well, or I've taken care of myself during the day or during the week, and this child needs me, I'm more able to have the bigger capacity to serve that child to love on him or her as they need. And the same goes for my husband, you know, making sure that um, we have very traditional roles in our family. And so I take care of the house. He's very helpful. Like I washed the sheets and made the bed yesterday. And that's a service to myself, but it's also a service to my husband, making sure that his clothes are clean or that there's soap in the the shower, you know, that's I I enjoy taking care of those things. And because I'm also taking care of myself, it doesn't become a, a place of resentment, like, oh, he doesn't mm-hmm. even realize that I da-da-da. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't need to be that because he does wonderful things for me all the time. And so, as I'm able to take care of myself, I have a bigger capacity to be able to take care of those that I love the very most.
0: Yeah. And, and like you say, it's so important. And I think things are shifting. I think the next generation is going to be a little better than our generation. I think so. With the women of looking, you know, finding that time for yourself. Right. And my, uh, granted, it would be hard in a house with seven kids and dogs and everything else. <laughs> yeah. A little bit more tricky. <laughs> There's a few balls in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for <clears throat> sure. And then that
1: takes us on to caring for the community. So yeah. give us some. Tips so like. again, so you start with you. You have your foundational principle of self care. You're you've taking care of yourself. And and let me say this too. There are going to be days when the self care does take a backseat. I've had some tragedy in my family. And those days, my self care didn't rise to the top. It wasn't the big. But once we got over the big hump of the tragedy, um, and I, I was still trying to, it was a family member, and I was still trying to serve this family member. But she needed just to be still. And it was in that moment that I realized, I need to go back and take care of myself. And so I went back and I'm like, okay, so we got over the hump, the initial hump of the tragedy, and I poured everything into this child, which I wanted to and was grateful I could, but then once things settled for, you know, a bit then I could go back and take care of myself. So so understand it doesn't, it's not always like, it just works like this, like a little Mm -hmm. stair step. It's not perfect. And in fact, I call myself the hot mess mama at this point because most of the time it's just a hot mess, but I'm getting things done. So to go to the community, there's a quote that I don't quote very well, but it sounds something like this. You cannot feed the hungry from an empty shelf. You mm-hmm. cannot financially support someone from an empty purse. You cannot um, emotionally support someone if you yourself are not emotionally solid. And you can't counsel people and, and teach if you're not learned. And so that's really what the whole principle of self-reliance is about, is that you're doing all these things in self-care, learning growing, taking care of yourself, your family, and then you have the ability to go out and care for your um, community. I lived in New Jersey, up until just a little while ago. And we I was there when 911 happened. Mm -hmm. And my family was fine, and I got word that one of the ladies' husbands, who was in my church congregation, that he worked in one of the towers, and they didn't know if he had gotten out or not. Mm. And I, it was upsetting to me, for sure. But everything in my house, other than the, the tragedy of it and the shock, everybody was safe. And I had the ability because I do keep um, one of the things I, I teach is food storage. So I keep like a little home store. Mm-hmm. And so I had I didn't have to go to the grocery store. I could just go get food and I made her a meal and I had brownie mix. So I made her brownies mm-hmm. and I I just took it over to her house and I wasn't there to um, she had other friends there, in other words, who were who were closer to her, who could care for her emotionally. Right. But I brought the food. Yeah. (laughs) And while I was there, we did get she got a phone call that her husband was safe. But she, um, she called me, I don't remember when it was a few weeks after it maybe was longer. And she expressed such gratitude for my willingness to bring food over that she didn't have to worry about feeding her kids. And that it was just there and that there were brownies. And that really meant <laughs> to her that there were brownies. Yeah. So when we have food in our home that we know how to fix, we can we can care for people, you know, being able to financially help and, and to donate to charities or to people that we need or even our own family. All these ways are a community service. I have a couple friends right now who are going through a couple of of difficult things. And because of my study and learning, I have been able to counsel them on how to, you know, work through some of the issues that they've had. So it, it goes in so many different ways. You can be that big big, um, charity person who puts on blood drives or does this or does that, or it can be a simple thing as taking a meal to someone or just being there to hold somebody's hand to mourn with them as they're processing, whether it be a death or another situation or just their own realization of, of their own worth, being able to help people understand that they are worth every bit of our attention, but it all starts with that self-care. Yeah. And I love that. I love
0: how, like you said, it's it's not necessarily the big things to help mm-hmm. out. It's often the small things and right. just being there for somebody. I mean, yeah, that's a, such a small thing. That's a huge thing. Some, oftentimes we don't know what to do for people.
1: And sometimes that's as simple as it can be. It, yeah, I agree with you. Just sitting with someone, sometimes they don't even need to talk they, and you don't need to talk. You can just mm-hmm. sit there and it's, yeah. So, and sometimes people just need companionship. And like you referred to, you know, the COVID back, you know, when we locked down, there was so much of that lost where we could just go sit with people. Mm-hmm. And now that things are a little bit more, you know, I guess free is the right word, that we can return to those relationships. And we can go sit, you don't have to hug and smush all over people, yeah. but you can just, sit with them and visit and and let them know that they are very important in this world. And I really am very passionate about the idea as a generation or as whatever's going on in our culture that we're in so, and I know you help with this a lot, that we have so much pain and that pain often looks like depression. It looks like anger, pride, whatever it is, but really it's pain, And if we're able to give grace and love and sit with people who are maybe a little not fun prickly to be around, you know, Mm -hmm. that we can, we may not help solve anything because they have to come to that conclusion on their own, but at least we can be a soft place for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Love that. So Wendy,
0: if people want to get in touch with you and learn more about what you do, what's the best way for them to do that? Of course, all of everything will be in the show notes, but just so we have it here.
1: Thank you. I have a website called joyfullyprepared.com. So that's easy. Yeah. I have a podcast called Joyfully Prepared. I'd love for you to listen. Mm-hmm. And I have a free Facebook group called Joyfully Prepared. So just go to yeah the search bar and type in joyfully prepared. It's a free Facebook group where we have a bunch of people, lovely community, and we're constantly helping each other trying to work through preparedness, ideas, organization, I need to can this or, or whatever it is. And so it's just a, it's a really, really nice community of really good people. That's awesome. And before we let you go, you had mentioned
0: quickly something about doing natural remedies, so I'd be curious to know what's one, what's one of your favorite natural remedies that maybe people wouldn't have think thought about.
1: Um, poultices, actually, I like to make poultices. And so a poultice is kind of like, we've heard, maybe you've read books or heard of mustard plasters Mm -hmm. back in the day. So that's a poultice really. And so one of my favorite ones is to make is an onion poultice. And for if you have any kind of chest congestion, bronchitis, anything like that. Um, just cook up some onions and you put some vinegar in it and some corn flour store uh, corn meal kind of to absorb all the liquid and you put it on a piece of cotton wrap it up like a burrito and set it on your chest and and breathe and it just works miracles but you can use poultice that's just one type of poultice but I think poultices need to be used more often quite frankly
0: yeah, that's interesting. I'm mm-hmm. probably unexpected for most people to hear. About yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Reach out to Wendy if you want to learn more about natural remedies and Thank how you. to make poultices. I think that's really cool. Thank and you. hopefully everybody learned something new today. And just know it's important to look after yourself, to do your self-care so that you can care for others. Um, if you aren't doing any preparedness stuff you know go ahead try something out I know during lockdown everyone was making bread a lot of people are getting into the growing gardens and doing some canning so just know that it's never too late to get started with any of this thank you so much for joining us today if you enjoyed this episode please submit a rating and review and share us with your friends visit my website coranaylor.com to learn more about the emotion code or sign up for my free virtual co-working sessions